Hey gang, welcome to the Inside Wag Nutrition Podcast. This week on the show, we have Dom Dixon, the creator and owner of Brick Built Strength. You can find him on Instagram at Brick Built Strength. That's all one word. And he's also a WAG ambassador. He's been working with us for quite a while. And if you use his code DOM50, that's capital D-O-M, five zero at checkout, you can get 50 bucks off your first month with Working Against Gravity Coaching. I can't wait for y'all to hear this episode, so enjoy the conversation. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the first thing I wanted to ask about, because it was on my mind, was your Instagram post. <laughs> with you. Yeah, with, with, with the cereal, right? The cereal, yeah, with you and your yeah. fiance in the cereal aisle. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll, can you... This is probably not a big deal for you because you're just like, yeah, it's just kind of what we do. But like, can you like explain that post and like one, this is a food rule that you have. Like, yeah. Yeah. Can, can you talk about it a little bit? Cause I think it's cool. I like it. It's so it, it's a two part thing. Um, okay. I'm ex- extremely frugal. I'm one of those people. Like if I can, <laughs> if I can shave a dollar, I'm doing it, man. Like, <laughs> cool. Um, cool. And so with her, I, I, you know, I grew up that way. We grew up very, um, very restricted, you know, like we grew up in sure. a house where, you know, you got to save money and, and you cut costs anywhere you can. So I didn't really get a lot of name brands growing up. So for me, you know, Captain Crunch was Crunch Berry. Like that was like, you know, that's what we did. Sure, so yeah, yeah. my fiance my was a little more <laughs> fortunate. So um, she always makes this joke, but I'm like, you know, you get one name brand of item when you come into a store and she's, you know, she's flipping out. She's like, they don't taste the same. I'm like, it, it doesn't matter. So I made a post and I uh, was kind of giving an insight to our relationship. Um, and she, she thinks it's the funniest thing because I go to the store and I come back from the store and, and she's like, what, what is this? You know, and I have cereal in hand. She's like, I'm like, this is this is cereal. She's like, this is not cereal. So we, she actually, I bought, um, you know, the Special K yogurt bites. They have, you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. She she loves those. Oh, yeah. And I was walking down the cereal and I found some great value version. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, four dollars <laughs> cheaper. I'm gonna buy this. Um and she made the joke because when she got home there was only like five yogurt bites in the whole thing. And she was like <laughs> literally counting them out in her in her uh, on the video I took, she was counting the four yogurt five yogurt bites that she had in the whole box of cereal. So, um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things now it's kind of like funny that I, I, I look for it, but in my heart, I'm like, I, I really enjoy buying the cheaper cereal or the cereal yeah. that's off brand. You know, I think it's better that way because um, there's no for point sure. in spending. You tend oh, to get a yeah. lot more of it too, though, because they can put exactly. them in those massive bags, not this box, you know, and this illusion. I'm, I'm of all it about it. Full, I'm right? like, to me, it tastes the same. If I yeah. gotta, and I'm only eating it because of, you know, um, like carb reasons, but she's like, no, I, I, I buy it for the top mm-hmm. dollar and I buy it for the taste. I'm like, it all tastes the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> that, so yeah, watching that was so, was so funny. And I, I was like thinking about it and, um, yeah, just past like the entertainment value of it. It was like, that's a good food food rule to have. And yeah. I, not, not knowing that it was. I'm sure, I mean, obviously it applies to a lot of the grocery shopping you do, but it also, I would assume, like encourages you to buy more like whole foods as well, like produce and and meats and stuff like that. So you're you're staying away from like the highly processed like box stuff and you're going like right for the, right for the good stuff, you know? And and that's something that like I, I started off doing because I was being frugal, but you know, since us working together, 
I realize like, you know, and people even look at me funny when I'm in a grocery store reading the box, the back of boxes and mm-hmm. they're kind of like looking at like, what's, you know, just grab it and go. And my fiance, even when we first started, she had no clue why I was so intentional about like the food choices that I made until yeah. we, I started educating on her why I was buying certain things or why I was cool. shopping on the outskirts of the, the grocery store. Um, so it was cool. It was kind of like a full circle moment um, with her getting involved in nutrition as well, like, you know, getting more into macros and learning, you know, as yeah. a physician, she knows the basics. She knows like how it's important, but until you get that chance to have empathy for yourself and, and realizing that it is your relationship with food, it's much bigger than um, just eating right. It's eating yeah. mindfully, eating intentionally, um, fueling your body properly. So you can do whatever X is, you know? So yeah, it's, right. it's amazing. It's full circle moment for sure. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. That's like, yeah, yeah. that's, that's what this whole thing, that's what this is all about, man. Mm-hmm. It, it so is. And, um, I mean, there's no, we haven't even said your name yet. So like, that's even better. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inside wag nutrition podcast today. We have Dominic Dixon and he is the owner and creator of brick built strength. Uh, he is a working against gravity ambassador and client. He's been working with me for a long time coming up oh, on yeah. five years. Um, yeah. He's a, he's a WAG certified coach. He did the uh, certification and everything. Um, and we can talk about what's coming up for you in the next week. He's a model. Oh, yeah. He's a model, <laughs> baby. So, yeah. yeah. So, we got the whole, <laughs> Hell yeah. the whole package, man. So, so Dom, yeah. welcome to the show, man. Welcome. Oh, thank, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. <laughs> I've been a fan of, of WAG for so long. And this is, honestly, it's one of my uh, bucket list things to be on the WAG podcast, man. It's amazing. Oh, jeez, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, cool. That's um, so yeah like we've been obviously talking quite a bit about like some heavier nutrition topics and stuff but let's let's back up just just a little bit um and maybe chris actually why don't why don't you go ahead and hit him with that that first mm-hmm. question real quick all right so yeah dom where are you from yeah so uh backing it up i'm originally from morgantown west virginia um not to be confused with west of virginia a lot of people are like, what's West Virginia? So um, West Virginia, I'm from Morgantown, grew up there. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to play football um, out on the east coast of West Virginia in a place called Shepherd, Shepherdstown University. Um, oh, wow. I, played at, um, I was fortunate enough to play football for years, had an amazing time, did some amazing things out there, um, and then came back to Morgantown for uh, a little bit. And that's where my fitness career really started. Um, and then from there, moved around with my fiance. And we are now in the state of Florida. Um, we were in Jacksonville for a couple of years, Tampa last year, and then this recently just moved to West Palm Beach, Florida. So um, I think Florida's got its grips on me. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. The, <laughs> the sunshine, me and Josh always joke around. I was like, I can't do yeah. the snow. I'll never clean my car off again. So <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm all about Florida <laughs> weather now, man. So sunshine and beaches for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Don't blame you. Don't blame me one bit. Yeah. So no, not, not I, an all season guy. <laughs> it, it was like only. as soon as I got done playing football, like that mindset for me was like, I, I can't do the cold. I, you know, I, I had that transition. My blood got real orange juicy. Um, so I, I needed, I needed, I needed that sun immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Orange juicy. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean, being up there, like and playing football, like you did, like you did your time. Like you, you can yeah. say, like that's not for me. You can say that no. the winter weather, you know, that stuff's not for me. Um, it, it's something about getting your foot stepped on mm-hmm. when it's like 
15 degrees in cleats. Oh. It just changes everything. <laughs> it changes everything. <laughs> yeah. Running, running in cold. Oh, water. yeah. It's, it's just your lungs are burning. Everything's yeah, burning. Yeah, it's hard, man. man. Yeah. Chris is in Chris is out in Colorado, so he gets like he's like oh, an all season, all season type guy. So well, at least it's like sunny. It's yeah. it's sunny. But we out get there, three. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get three hundred plus days of sunshine, and our winters are pretty mild. Yeah, I think you would probably handle them. <laughs> but I guarantee you we have a great time walking around the woods during the fall when the aspens are yep. changing bright yellow in our favorite flannel and sipping on I a mean, pumpkin all, spice latte. Like you would, all you the would love things. it. I would. Absolutely. Tell me you wouldn't. It sounds like a good movie <laughs> exactly. I'd watch too. Yeah, just a perfect 70 degree weather. Yeah, dude. <laughs> sure, no, that's so absolutely. funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we'll get into like mine and Dom's uh, time together, uh, you know, soon enough but like mm-hmm. yeah when we first started you you were up i was i say up north which is like yeah. you know for for being in florida now was previously you know was up north um yeah. and then being over yeah in different spots in florida just seems seems to suit you uh quite well yeah do all the things you want to do training you know yeah we'll talk more about that too but um yeah. i guess um my my uh my follow-up to that was you kind of you mentioned that that's after football, that's kind of when your fitness journey, career, you know, kind of started. Yeah. So how how did, was Brick built, was that like your first uh, foray into the fitness world? Or is is that a culmination of years of like, kind of like finding your own niche and kind of like figuring out what works for you? Could just tell us a little bit about the origins of Brick Built. Yeah, man, it's it's funny. Um, In college, I... Couldn't stand working out. I hated fitness. I only worked out because it related to football. Um, so yeah. I was never like one of those hard workers in the gym. I, I kind of did what I needed to do to perform the sport. Um, so when I graduated, I actually went to school for exercise science. Um, and my thought process was like, you know, professional sports and then fall back on whatever the things happen in, you know, in life. Um, unfortunately, it did, did not turn out for me. So I did an in- exit internship to graduate college and oh. it was in the gym and um the funny thing was during my time on my internship it was like 400 plus hours so it was a lot it was like basically a, a free wow. job that i had to work um i fell in love with the relationships of the clients that i worked with so i chatted a guy for a long time and i fell in love with that aspect of them coming in for an hour hearing about their day doing something difficult and then that giving them the strength to, to continue to do what they do on a day-to-day basis. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, why are all these people who work, you know, nine to five jobs coming in and exerting themselves so hard for, you know, for whatever reason it was, you know? Yeah. Um, and I fell in love with that. I fell in love with that transition and the growth aspect of training. Um, and then applied what I knew from sports and, and college um, into like a career and I say the best things come through adversity. Um, and I actually lost my job, lost that job. And that's how Brick Belt was, was born. Um, right. I was kind of in this weird transition of, you know, I just started CrossFit coaching. I had all this unique knowledge and, and experience from working with so many different populations, whether that would be, you know, kids, moms, athletes, high-level athletes, um, CrossFit clients. Um, yeah. It was like this big melting pot of, of training. And I was at this position where social media was kind of picking up with fitness. So I was like, all right, I'll just, me and another person, we were working together. I was like, let's just 
put some content out there. I started creating these programs that were like the like where accessory work is now, like how everybody's thinking accessory work is sexy. Um, to me, that was training. <laughs> to me, that was just training. That wasn't like added bonus. That was what I primarily did. CrossFit was my accessory work. I did that kind of as, you know, a social aspect and, and just for overall the camaraderie um, like that a sport would have. And in that, I developed this unique style of training and it allowed me to um, kind of like host this, I guess, client, you know, like whether it be somebody who was coming off of sports, had injuries, recovery, all the things that kind of melted in. And then I was like, I, I think I could kind of like, you know, take this to the next level um, through the power of social media. I started posting some of these workouts um, and started getting some traffic from people asking, you know, do I do I actually provide programming? And then the rest was history. I started actually my one of my first clients was um, a soldier in uh, in Japan. She was um, wow. one of my first clients. She was in Japan, found me through social media, and and I trained her for about seven to eight months um, virtually. And that kind of like sparked the interest of working with people primarily remote. Wow. And then obviously yeah. when I was in I was in I you know got another job coaching CrossFit at a gym. Um, and then that was allowed me to develop more relationships, pick up more clients. And then the snowball effect with posting educational content around fitness and posting, you know, more of an influential style of training for people um, kind of created this this body of brick belt. And then it took on a mission of a lifestyle, um, you know, kind of working through adversity, working through doing the basic things every single day um, to allow you to do life, which is the ultimate goal for me um, is doing life, doing things through freedom. Um, through through hardship, so that's kind of how Brickbuilt became Brickbuilt, and then social media helped out with you know some, yeah. some traffic there and and influencing people through mm-hmm. you know education. So I'm I'm a big person of educate, inspire, influence. That's kind of how I, I trickle down the effect of Brickbuilt. So yeah, that's kind of how Brickbuilt is in a, in a nutshell. Dude. Dude, that's awesome! What a story! Yeah. Like, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I wanted to. Um, ask like when you first started it you you said you were coaching at a crossfit gym yeah um and like so were you i mean yeah you, you were at a crossfit gym but so were you selling it kind of like as like an accessory like quote-unquote accessory to what the crossfit gym was already doing yeah and, and, uh, okay i got you yeah so it was like it, it was kind of like one of those things where some clients came to me for primary focus like they wanted everything they wanted the accessory work they wanted the primary work they wanted the aerobic capacity core yeah. training everything a lot of my crossfit athletes did come to me for supplemental training um, whether it would be to make them better at the sport of crossfit um, and it helped that i did crossfit and i did it in the gym so yeah, it helped that i you know i coached for for a couple of years i knew the ins and outs i knew the demands of the sport i knew the immobilities the imbalances that crossfit itself has um, so i was able to really help you know, facilitate the training aspect of CrossFit through accessory work. You know, yeah. there's a lot of things we don't do in CrossFit um, just because CrossFit is its own cell, its own body. Um, yeah. So I kind of filled the gaps in with there and it, and it made it really, really um, beneficial for people who may have dealt with injuries for years from CrossFit or, or general fitness or whatever they, you know, they have done. Um, so that kind of helped me as being a coach and having that added accessory bonus um, through my training. Cool. That's great, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you blend that in terms of knowing what that, like say the, the CrossFit community was working on or what the programming was like, and then blended your, 
your accessory supplemental stuff to kind of fill yeah, specific gaps. Absolutely. I think in that, that was, and it, it yeah. also allowed me to learn a lot too. Um, and I noticed I, I kind of used myself as a gay pick for a long time. Um, and I noticed like, you know, with mm-hmm. training and even when you're in good gyms, you know, programming is very, um, if it's a good gym, it's symmetrical. They try their best to kind of fill up every water bottle that mm-hmm. they have. And I think that a lot of times athletes tend to skip or cherry pick some of those workouts so big it time. leaves, yeah. yeah, it leaves, leaves big gaps. Um, so what I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wide dodges, wide right? So, um, it's one of those things where, uh, I, I felt like there was a need and like, you know, it's crazy. Me and Josh had a conversation years ago and he said, you know, find a problem and fix the problem is usually when you'll be, you're, you're, you're always going to have a job. Basically. He was like, yeah. you know, those who fix problems always have a job. And I kind of took that mentality and, and applied it to my training um, and applied it to the way I program and, and coach people. And it's, it's been extremely beneficial. So hats that's off awesome. to you, Josh, for putting that <laughs> in my awesome. ear. <laughs> Damn, man. Cool. Yeah, yeah that's a, the entrepreneurial spirit, you know? Yeah, you, absolutely. You, you find the gap and you fill it. And that's, uh, mm-hmm. you are, you're good to go. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the thing I, I love about what you said in your story was, I think the critical standpoint was that you built a community and a following by providing mm, people yeah. education and which mm-hmm, essentially yeah. is free, right? Like you're putting it out there for free. People are digesting that information. They're building a trust with you, the message that you're sending, um, forming like a sense of a rapport with you and getting to know the personality behind the business and everything. And I, I think that's so critical. And that's what I, that's the glimmering piece that I see of anybody that I follow these evidence science based, you know, trainers, nutrition people is that they're out there just trying to inform, to embolden people to take chances or, you know, to modify behaviors or just try something different without the expectation yeah, of getting absolutely. a return. I, I love that. Cause, right. Because yeah. you just want to help. And by helping you happen to end yeah. up building <laughs> a really solid business around that and quite a substantial yeah. following, you know, yeah. that's no small Thank feet. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate uh, that. yeah. When did the, when did you see like a propelling mm-hmm. happen of your social media presence on the brick built strength? Like, you know, obviously you probably yeah. started out slow, a couple hundred followers, your immediate circle. What was a turning point for you? I uh, really started turning is when I started like, amping up the educational content. Um, I think, there was a couple of years ago where people were kind of posting, you know, like, I guess like popular things. Um, and then I started like mm-hmm. providing, try to provide as much value as I could. Um, and I would theme a lot of my posts each week. I would theme them, whether it be, you know, PT based, training based, core based. And I kind of followed a pattern. And when I started noticing the, um, I guess, dependability of my, my posting is when my following started to go up. It was more so like I would, my, my posting schedule was okay. so de- dependable for people like the, like you said mm-hmm. the community that i built they really relied on it and it started people started to share a lot of the things that i was posting and i think that's when it started to take off so it was like right around the time that i i became very consistent it's when my following started to really really rise um so i i, I treated it like you know, one of those things where um i only approached my posting when it, i was intentional so whether that meant building out multiple days of posting or educational content or it was like you know i'm on a schedule every day and, and, and not negotiating with myself. Like, Oh, I'm just posting because it's, this is a really cool exercise. I kind of built this structure of um, creating value. Is this something that I feel people need to adhere to, or is this something that I think that people will benefit from? 
Um, and I kept that as, in, as intentional as possible. Yeah. Even now, like I haven't really changed the structure of how I post and how I share. Um, I just kind of make it more and more valuable and kind of fit the same um, trend that I've developed for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's working. Yeah. You yeah. found that groove, you know, and a niche to fill. And that probably makes your job a lot easier because it, it is, like you said, it's direct, it's focused, yeah. it's intentional, and you're not doing it just because, yeah. oh, I got to post something today. It's what do I have to yeah. say today? Absolutely. Kind of thing. You know, what do I have to provide? Cool. Thank yeah. you. I love that. Um, so on that training topic, um, we would love to know what a day of typical training looks like for you. Maybe yeah. take us through your routine. Like kind of how do you structure your day? What does your training look like? Um, how do you prioritize it among all yeah. the stuff that you do in your world? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously you're a busy guy. Like, yeah. How do you make uh, time so for it? First thing, I, first things first, I always lead with, um, like, like a feedback loop. So my, my body always, as soon as I wake up in the morning, it's how do I feel? Um, and that's the first thing I always start with. So it's like, you know, obviously you're sore and all these things happen. Um, so each day, I, I think the last, what, seven, eight months, Josh, I've been fasting yep. in the morning for my training. Yep. Um, and I start off how I feel. And I usually, you know, like before I make the decision whether I want to train in the morning or not. Um, so wake up, you know, no negotiation. I'm out of the bed usually now around 4, 4.15. Um, get ready. Head, head to the gym. Usually I do start with a CrossFit workout, um, whatever the wad is of the day. Uh, and then that from there kind of determines how I program my, my day for training. So I come back, eat my big breakfast, um, do some admin work. And then from there, I usually try to head back to the gym um, for like a 45 to an hour training block. Um, and that's usually where I conduct most of my training. Um, for me, that's like the meat and potatoes. The CrossFit is you know the shiny thing that I like to do just because it's consistent. It keeps me honest. Um, and I, I love shared suffrage. Uh, so that's something that I, I, I Same, love to keep. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those things where it's more of a shared suffrage thing. And then from there, I use my, my training consists of um, what I like to call a blend of like functional bodybuilding, core training, um, and then a little bit of injury prevention is what I like to kind of, you know, compile into my training. Um, with that, I usually am sharing most of my content. So I kind of block it off. I only have a rule. Um, I always record my last set. I never record the first one. Um, what it does is it keeps me honest because if I go into it with the intention of I'm just doing this exercise to record, to me, it becomes unauthentic. Um, so I usually record my last exercise. It keeps me honest within my form and it keeps me honest within my intention behind why I post. Um, and then if there's a day I'm not feeling it, I don't push the record button. And I just I just move slowly and keep the headphones moving. So that's usually my day of training. Um, pretty simple. Uh, I am approaching the lessons more, I, you know, completely let my body give me a feedback of how I feel. If I'm not feeling good. I either don't do the CrossFit workout or I don't do my, um, my training in the evenings. Um, mm -hmm. Usually is how I, I flow each day. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And, 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 and in those moments you decide not to do it, you've accepted yeah. prior to making that decision that that ultimately what you decide is what is best for you. And you can just yeah. simply move on with your day. There's no shame, no guilt, no remorse around yeah. not missing the workout, but not yeah, doing Yeah, that, and that's something workout, that right? I, I had a hard time um, yeah. like coming to terms with for a little bit because I, I got in this position where I was really enjoying my training, and I felt like if I didn't train, would I enjoy my day? Um, so a lot of times I had to flip the way I looked at it and look in the sense of, like, this is an opportunity for me to improve my health and wellness in one area of life. It doesn't mean that I'm not still doing things that are healthy or things that are, you know, surrounded around my wellness. 
um, there's days where I would even train it and I would just go do like a two, two and a half mile ruck. And I got more mental beneficial or more mental benefits from the, the ruck because I was able to listen to a podcast. I was able to yeah. listen to my own thoughts um, than I would have done if I went into a gym and just went after it for 45 minutes. So I, yeah. I started to look at it like, you know, both are beneficial. It's just like, what's good for Dom today? Um, and when I had that conversation with myself, um, I, it made it a lot easier to, like you said, not decide to do this workout today versus the other workout. Um, and it took it took a while. It took some counseling for myself. It took some um, some agreements with myself and some negotiation um, that I had to you know sit down and, and do to be okay with not making a decision to strap one on today. That's like. So like, so thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what a I'm thoughtful approach, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's awesome. The 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 big thing that again I'm I'm taking away from that is that uh, the uh, our, your attention follows intention. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Like you set out that intention, it's like that's what you're going to focus on. You know, for mm-hmm. that that for that particular day, maybe or at least that particular session. Um, yeah. and that's something that I know that. I mean, being a gym owner and uh, really into CrossFit myself, that's something that I, you know, struggle with from time to time. You know, it's like I can go in and grind this out, but is that is that the best thing for me today? You know, is you yeah. know, it, it, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is. I think that yeah. sometimes people need to like saddle up and work hard i think sometimes some people can let themselves off the hook you know like for for me right now we just had we have a little little baby we have a you know newborn young daughter and so for right right, oh thank you man thanks (laughs) um so for me right now and for my wife jess it's getting into the gym three days a week is what kind of what what we're at if we can get another one in there like cool but three days a week um you know with lack of sleep and just like schedules varying all this stuff that's our that's our main goal so i know that when i go in there for three times a week um at least two at least two of those sessions if not all three like i should be putting the pedal down like i I have i have ample time to rest and recover between those sessions and i'm not saying i'm going in and being reckless but i'm but i'm saying like you know you can easily get into your head when you when you get into a workout that sucks especially with CrossFit, you're like, Oh my God, like this is going to be terrible. And you can really yeah. start to psych yourself out. But, and I think people give into that, um, maybe more than they want to admit. So, and sometimes it's important to just say, you know what, dude, like you're fine. This is yeah. fine. Like, let's go, like, let's get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that conversation with yourself, like you were, you, you, you put it way more eloquently than I could have or that, <laughs> no. I, just, that I just did. Yeah. But it's like, it's the same, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, just checking in with yourself and, you know, asking like what's right for you on this particular day. And um, yeah. I think that's great. I think, I think more people should do that. Yeah. It's, it kind of reminds me of something that I would tell my CrossFit members when I was like, when I coach is don't be afraid to breathe hard today. Yeah. Um, I think we yeah. get in that position sometimes when we're, mm-hmm. we're training and, and a, you know, you guys can attest when you're in a CrossFit workout, usually it's like you trying your best to not suffer. Right. Like, I don't yeah. think a lot of people, a lot of people realize like, yeah, you, try, you, like, the right, you, you know, it's on the other <laughs> side of that, that suffrage and that pain is, you know, like people, what they mm-hmm. on the ground or, you know, you're all these mm-hmm. different things. But I think once you remove that, 
that kind of film of like, all right, I can breathe hard and still move well. Um, yeah. And I think you almost breathe, you work out better when you kind of remove that fear of breathing hard um, in the workout, because then you're allowed, there's nothing else to be afraid of. You know, I think yeah. breath is the only thing we can't control. And when we're moving, um, we think of holding our breath actually makes us more tired. People don't realize that, but if you yeah. breathe hard, you'll, you'll be okay today. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that. <laughs> um, let's, uh, I want to, I want to get kind of like, I want to know how you found WAG and how you got kind of squared up with that. If you, you want yeah. to share, share that a little bit of insight there for us, that'd be cool. Yeah. So I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm an old school guy with, with WAG. I actually, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm a big, a big mm-hmm. supporter of brute strength when it was the Mike Cashew oh, right. yeah. and uh, Mike, uh, yeah, Matt Barwitz, like, no, not mm-hmm. Mike, Matt Barwitz, but Matt Bruce or Mike Bruce Matt, or it's Matt, Matt, Bruce, Matt Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, I was big fans of those guys when I was, you know, kind of getting into my fitness journey. Um, and a lot of the things that I, I kind of decided for Brick Built was based off of the conversations that I had with Matt. Um, and for me, I was just a big fan of what they did. And I found WAG through um, the Cashews. Oh, sure. And that is kind of how, you know, I, I love the approach to the flexible dieting, the lifestyle. That's, those are the words that really grab my attention. Um, I don't think any of anybody likes to be told what to do in a sense of restrictions or anything. So, yeah. um, what I, what I was really mm-hmm. drawn to with WAG was that it was so lifestyle based and it was like, mm. you know, we're, all we're going to do is provide you the tools for you to do the work. And yeah. I love that approach because it put all the pressure on me. Um, and it removed the pressure from anybody that I would have to answer to or, or consult with. Um, and that's really like what drew, drew me the wag the most was that lifestyle and freedom through discipline um, approach that I, I basically, you know, um, was attracted to. Cool. Yeah. And then the rest was history. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. remember if we were recording or not um, when you, when you talked about it, but you, you kind of came in to it as like, uh, um, like with that white belt mentality. Yeah, absolutely. you know, like obviously playing football um, mm-hmm. and doing CrossFit, like it wasn't your first like, you know, introduction into nutrition or, um, you know, maybe maybe certain principles of, of nutrition. But like you said, yeah. the flexible dieting was very appealing to you. Um, so maybe that was a newer concept. But c- can you talk about how you came into the the program, like your mindset, like coming in? Yeah, it, it was definitely the wrong mindset to to come in with. It was the bare minimum mindset. I was like, all right. I saw like the the website. I think at the time it was like three month commitment, and then yeah. after that you have the option to cancel. Mm-hmm. So I I'm even like I said like I, I'm frugal. So to me I was like, yeah. all right, <laughs> three months, three months, and I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. Like I'll get yeah. what I need. And and I think you know as a coach you don't you don't realize that the best thing for you is to be coached. Um, I think sure, it yeah. only makes you better in so many different avenues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did not realize that when I first started or even like, you know, after the first month, it was like such a gut check for me. Um, but yeah, I went into it with the bare minimum of thinking that I'm only going to do it for three months. I'm going to learn what I learned. And my body's going to change drastically because I'm this genetic freak in my head. I'm like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm God's gift, you know, and that's what you think when you go into these things, when you are um, somewhat of a professional in any realm that that relates to, you know, something else. Sure. And I thought like, oh, I, I'm a hard trainer. I work hard. I know all these things about training. Nutrition can't be that difficult. Um, mm-hmm. So when I went into it, I had that mentality. 
And I was leaving a little standoffish during the questionnaire process. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to answer these questions fully. Um, and the most amazing thing about it was like, after meeting Josh, I was like, oh, I don't know anything. And I think that was, was so, that was so amazing. Like, I was like, I don't know anything about myself. Um, and you get, you get frustrated with the, the, the tempo of the progression, right? You think like, all right, I should be better by now. Um, but I love the fact that Josh really kind of ushered me into that of like things that come quick, don't last long things that take a little bit longer, last mm -hmm. a lot longer. So yeah. that's the mentality that I learned from, from working with Josh and being in the WAG program. Um, so yeah, you know, it was so humbling um, being, you know, restricted from what I thought was right. Not even from the numbers, not even from the, the, the overall accountability it's mm -hmm. restriction from what I, my brain thought was right to what was best for me um, is where I really, really was humbled at. Wow. That's a great, like, that's a great, like, way to, to phrase it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm -hmm. you just not, yeah, it's, this is like the information age, you know, like the information's out there. It's, it's, it's yeah. the action and the implementation of the information that is really important. And, um, yeah, c coming to terms with the fact that, you know, you say, like, oh, I don't know anything. It's like yeah. I, you knew stuff. Like you, yeah. like you came in, like you were pretty fit, man. Like and so, like it's not that you didn't know anything. It was like it was just like how you know you're you're here, and it's like I want to be here, and I don't know yeah. this. You know, exactly. And that's, yeah, that's perfect. And we go mm -hmm. through that in so many different walks of life, like business wise, nutrition wise, training wise, like you name it. And there's there's a gap somewhere and it's and sometimes it like we we're talking about before it's that outside point of view that sh that's like okay like yeah here's what i see and i'm pretty sure that we can we can do that we can cross that yeah. bridge um so that's that's cool and and then like man we've been over we've done so much together it's crazy yeah uh, you no, know, it's, it's crazy bored, to think about yeah you know four people <laughs> this will be a this will be a joe rogan yeah. length podcast if we let it be uh, <laughs> um, but like so you yeah like i said we've done a ton uh but you also you decided to do the certification that we offer um yeah. and uh, we haven't talked too much about this actually like via check-ins and stuff um yeah so you did the, you did the certification um and it went really well and what did you take away like how are you using that with brickbuilt now are you doing like nutrition coaching or is it just like kind of an ancillary um to the rest of the strength program if that makes sense no it's it's funny man like um i sat on that nutrition certification for i mean over a year like i i wouldn't pull the trigger like much like you know joining as a client um, and it was one of those things where I fell in love with the, again, relationship that was developed between, you know, a coach and somebody being, you know, whether it's novice or, you know, whatever the case was, I love the way that nutrition changed lives. Um, and not just with our relationship, um, but the more and more that we, you know, became involved with WAG, I noticed the difference. Like it's almost like I was hypersensitive to what other people were doing with nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, and sure. a, a quick story, my, my fiance's grandfather, um, is like a diabetic, you know, he's had a lot of uh, issues medically and he changed his diet and he lost like all this crazy weight. And, you know, it's it, like his complete life changed. And like, from the time I saw him 
to when I came back in town. And that was when it really, really clicked for me. I was like, okay, like nutrition is much, much deeper um, than what we see aesthetically wise. Like his, his lifestyle has changed and his mentality, his mindset. And I was like, okay, I, I, I got to be a part of this. Like, and what fitness and this whole profession has done for me, it's made me more of a man of service. So I was like, how can I be of service in this field of nutrition? And, I, you know, circle back to that certification. I was like, all right, so no more negotiation. I set a date for myself. And <laughs> when, that, when that date came, you know, that's, what, that's when WAG, the nutrition started. So um, I was really diligent about it. And I wanted to make sure that I, you know, gave myself all to the, the program, the certification. Um, and that's what really drew me, drew me to it was just really being of service and, and, I wanted to learn it for myself. And I was yeah. like, if this becomes like, you know, an added bonus to the umbrella of brick built, then that's great. And it did, you know, as soon as I got my certification, my fiance is my first client. Um, so that was, <laughs> cool. I was like, why, why not, why not start at the Mecca? You know, I was like, I want to start with the hardest possible person. I can start, start at the Mecca. Damn. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I worked with her. Um, we're still working together. She's been on it since uh, I actually finished the cert, which was last March, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was last spring. Um, yep. Yeah, and and it's been great. She's really, really like taught me a lot about myself um, in the sense of coaching. And it's funny because like I go back to a lot of the conversations that me and Josh had, and I was like, you know, it's weird. It's like, I mean, how would how would Josh handle this in this position? <laughs> because like that's like all I knew. So I was like, all right, like, and I kind of take that plus what I coach, like my coaching style, and I kind of merged it into um, this, you know, like nutrition coaching. And it's still very new to me, but like I, sure. like Josh said, I know more than I thought I did. Yeah, man. Um, through the certification, through our our counseling, you know, with with different things, and um, it's been amazing. Like I picked up a lot of good clients just from, you know, not even I don't even post that I have my nutrition certification. Um, it's just through conversation or the people that I've been working with, and um, it's just been amazing. Like I, I love every aspect of it. I'm working with different genres of people that you know different goals and different levels of their life, different ages. Um, and it's amazing that I can keep going back to the wax cert. And, and it's like, almost like a, it's almost like a textbook, right? Like everything on there, I'm able to go back and see, you know, where the, where the parallels lie. Um, and I just love the fact that it, it's so lifestyle based, but it also prepares you for anybody's lifestyle that you come across, whatever their goals are, whether they're high level athletes, whether there's like mom, I need to just eat while I'm, dealing with all these kids or whether it's, you know, somebody's like, I want to change the way I look and feel. And I love that about what the program did for me and um, how it changed my life. And I was like, I, I think I can be of service and help a lot of people out if I would just take that leap and get the certification. So I finally yeah. did. <laughs> it was awesome. That's like, I feel yeah. like, I feel That's like amazing. that was not for, for those listening and watching, that was like, <laughs> I feel like we should pay Dom like a bunch of money for saying all this. <laughs> like, this is like that's this is truly like his own experience, you know. Um, yeah. That's I mean that's killer, dude. That is like, I, I, it's just it's awesome to hear that. Um, and uh, I think that like you said, starting with your fiance, that's a bold move. We'll start with we'll <laughs> <say> that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, but also mm -hmm. like that's one of the things that a new nutrition co whether whether it's Wag a WAG certified coach or just someone that has another certification, do the free work, do the work yeah. for your friends and do the work for people around you. Like cut your teeth and like get 
figure some stuff out and i think chris like before he was a wag coach and me before i was a wag coach was doing that and using the information that we had um at our disposal Mm -hmm. to do it and it was much less formal of course than what we do now but but it 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 gave us the opportunity (laughs) to kind of decide and kind of feel out if this was a route or something that was really like ringing true with us you know um and so like like you said it was that was like working with me and and seeing changes that people made on their own like yeah. with nutrition you know kind of like got the gears in motion and then once you got serious about it it's like oh okay this is like this is way bigger than anything i ever thought um it could Absolutely. be um so that's yeah i mean if anyone's anyone's listening that's on the fence about you know again oh, whether yeah. it's whether it's working in gravity certification or not if you're on the fence about, you know, if this is the right kind of like avenue for you to explore, like try it out and do some free work and yeah, yeah just, just get, mm-hmm. get into it. And you can always, if, if it's not, then it's not. But if it is like, there's a lot of great options out there and, and you can do some, I mean, you can change people's lives. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's a really powerful mm-hmm. thing that people generally don't think too much about. No, I think yeah. for me, um, I was like, kind of reflecting on that. Um, and the biggest thing for me was like, I fell in love with the parallels between coaching and being coached. Mm. And I think there's so many. And I think if you're listening and you are a coach and you're like, you know, you don't really think about like, if you don't have a coach, it's like the parallels between the two have just been so beneficial in so many different ways, like being a client for so long and then having that ability to take what I've learned from my coach and apply it to my clients. It's like a full circle moment. So the parallels are amazing and the benefits and the fulfillment you receive from, you know, being somebody's client and, and just kind of like, you know, giving up the reins, it's, it's so beneficial and it's so worth the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. What I loved of one note that stood out to me too, is how you said that you, you're, you're not out there like talking yeah. about the certifications or whatever that you have, you're walking the walk. And people are acknowledging that and noticing that and then asking yeah. questions, you know, and I, I relate that to when I was like leaving my last, um, I used to be a Salesforce administrator wow. in the tech industry <laughs> and had started the training uh, program for to become wow. a WAG sub coach and be in the waiting in the wings for an opportunity. Right. And as I was exploring that stuff, you know, I'm in the kitchen, in the break room, counting my macros with the food. Scale. Yeah. People like, What the hell are you doing? I'm like, I'm yeah. controlling my portions. I'm weighing my things. And people were like, that's, I've never even <laughs> yeah. considered that, you know, and I would be like, look, see this, this yeah. is a serving on the box. This is what it actually looks like in the plate. And they're like, yep. what? And they're like baffled by this. And then, so, you know, the, again, it's the gears thing uh, chugging along and turning in people's heads. And so later on, you know, I'm sitting on my desk and people are walking by with their things like, yep. hey, Chris, how many macros are in this? You know, and then it's just it, it brings an awareness and it drops a seed. Um, and then you then become a source of knowledge and information and inspiration for people without even trying to be, because all you're doing is focusing on yourself and your own well-being. But those tendrils spread, you know, those positive waves still spread throughout your immediate circle. And I think that's that's amazing. amazing. And, and yeah, and very bold. Yeah. That's that's funny. Cause like I, I, as soon as you said that, I have to think of 10 times that that's happened and it's like, it's, it's a really good feeling. It's (laughs) almost like, you know, like you said, it's kind of like spreading awareness without opening your mouth. I think, um, I, I forget no. the, the yeah the quote the um, great teachers are the best ones who don't have to speak it's like that's I've mm. heard that quote somewhere and I'm like that's mm. you know that's in it's in itself it's just by action so I love that 
I love that. I'm writing that down. So you can hear the keys. You're like literally, yeah, I, I he's literally it. typing that right now, man. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm oh, taking yeah. notes. It's, it was passed to me, so I might as well share it. You know. Yeah, man. Yeah, I love that one. Um, you go ahead. Chris. Um, and well, on that note, yeah. So on that note, and and with everything you've built through Brick Built, um, obviously you've probably got so many proud moments working with people and just having an impact on any number of lives, right? Um, even if you have an impact on one out of a hundred people, that's an impact. But uh, we're curious to know, like, what is one of your proudest accomplishments with Bricked Built? What's something that really oh, stands man, out? That's, that's a good one. That's a loaded loaded answer. Uh, my, my proudest moment, I'd have to say, is um, really just any time that I've been able to, like, change somebody's life through something I didn't think was a big deal. Um, I had somebody reach out to me. This is mm. one of the, the, the few times that I've, you know, really sat back and smiled and appreciated, you know, some of the work that I've done. Um, and somebody said that during COVID, my post was one of the only things that got them through it mentally. And I think that for me really, really hit home. Um, they said that every day, cause I, I tried to keep the same schedule, um, through COVID. I had equipment in my garage from the gym I was coaching at. Um, and I would post these these different educational pieces and I would post it like me working out in my living room and all these different things. And I post every single day during COVID and I gave away um, several free ebooks that I built during COVID to anybody awesome. that would sign up through a DM. And somebody reached out to me um, and they were like, I just want you to know you your depend your dependable post got me through COVID. I was in a dark place and it was like the fact that you posted every single day. I knew that it was almost like I was meeting you at the gym is where they basically summarized it. And they were like, <laughs> that to me got me through COVID. Wow. And that to me was like one of those times where I was like, you know what? Like, it's, it's so much more beneficial to be influential than it is to be popular. And I was like, if I did that for that person, I don't even know the people who didn't reach out. Um, so that those things like that keep me going. It's probably the proudest moment that I had um, since starting the, the, the whole brand. That's yeah, a priceless absolutely. moment. It, it That's incredible. Amazing. It still gives me goosebumps. <laughs> That had to just get oh, you yeah. right in there deep. Yeah, it gave me goosebumps. I just wanted to be like, yeah. oh, I yeah. love those moments, Absolutely. man. They're so pivotal. Yeah. yeah I loved it. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it basically got me wow. through it. You know, there's sometimes, you know, you guys know entrepreneurship is not easy. There's more, there's more times where you have those mm -hmm. questionable moments. And that right there definitely propels me anytime I'm, you know, in a low for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great story. I mean, what an yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. He opened up your, what was that, Instagram? D yeah. DM on Instagram? Yeah, it was a DM on Instagram, man. It, it was like one of those things, yeah. like, you have to go to the request folder, too. Like, um, oh, I think for wow. a long time, yeah, it was like one of those, yeah, oh, it was like one of those times folder. where I went to the request folder and just, you know, clearing out, you get those weird spam ones. And this yeah, one was yeah, like, yeah. I think the title was, you helped me. And it was like, that's all I said. It was like, you helped me. And I was like, oh, I got I to gotta click on this. And it yeah. was like, you know, one of those moments where it really just, you know, hit home for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool that you go to the yeah. depth to look into that because, you know, maybe somebody with your followership may not even have the time to even look into those buried things. You're just kind of oh, seeing yeah. what's floating on the surface, but you still give those intention. And I think that's yeah. a, a solid point to who oh, you are and your yeah. character, you know, and the value that you're willing to provide. I that's that's it, great yeah. too, man. Most people just ignore that. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I look at, I I look at every it. message I, I get, on. that's for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's a great, another just, 
we we do this on accident where we get to these points in the conversation where there's like just like this huge like bomb of like either like emotion or like just a, a statement that is like that's a good way to close like I don't think oh, it's going to get you. any yeah. better than that, you know. And, <laughs> and like I think that's it. Yeah. I mean that that's an incredible story um, and an incredible testament to what you're doing with your brand and what you've built. Um, Thank you. So um, I mean, the last thing we're going to do is plugs because yeah, yeah. share share your handles, share whatever you want. Like, dude, like let's get it out there because you're doing good. Yeah, shit. I I, I want to give you guys your flowers. I appreciate what you guys do at Wag and. Um, being a client, being a fan for so long, I do appreciate what you guys are building. And, and it goes back to what Chris said, like giving that educational content and information to people, um, I think is amazing. I think you guys are just scratching the surface of what is to come from working against gravity. And I, I will continue to always be a fan and continue to support and, and be a part of the team in any way I can. So I thank you guys for allowing me to come on the podcast and, yeah. and just be you know another echo to the amazing sound that you guys are, are broadcasting. Damn, um, but yeah, as far as plugs, uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Brickbuilt Strength, all one word. Um, I do have a podcast as well, doing Brickbuilt Mindset, where I, I drop each week like three to five minute gems, um, just surrounding mindset. And then my nice. website is BrickbuiltStrength.com. So I would love to hear from anybody who has been influenced or is inspired by anything that I do and share. And I'm sure it would continue to inspire me as well. Awesome. Absolutely. And we'll yeah. make sure all those are linked in the show notes for you guys to find that even easier and just click on it and go run on through and start following Dom and uh, Brick Built Strength. And we also want to remind you that as a listener of the podcast, you can use our code InsideWag at checkout on workingagainstgravity.com forward slash join. And that will take $50 off your first month of either of our membership programs, our essentials program or our NCP nutrition coaching plus which is also uh, includes a video chat with your uh, coach once per month and customized meal plans based on the custom <laughs> macros that your coach yeah. Oh, yeah. prescribes for you. So yeah. worth checking out. We try to help you out as much as we possibly can. Um, and if you enjoy this podcast, please give us a like, leave us a comment, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. Uh, tell us what you're loving. Tell us what you'd love to see and what you'd love to hear on this. And uh, we'd love to provide it. So, again, yeah. Dom, thank you so much, man, for coming on. And, uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Of course, man. Well, yeah. we'll see you all next time. Sounds good.